I'm so humbled. So humbled to be with you guys this morning. I'm so excited because I believe God is moving. I love testimony time. Thank you, Corey and Star, for coming up and sharing and just getting out of your comfort zone and sharing because I believe that when we share our testimonies, it brings value to each other's walk. It brings value to each other's journey with the Lord. It builds us up. It strengthens us. It encourages us. It motivates us. It propels us into our future and into the plans and purposes that God has for us. Do you believe that? Were you blessed this morning? And and I, I was... I was blessed. I'm blessed because it's confirmation, direct confirmation. Is it the Arakawa? Is that Stephanie's last name? The Arakawa family. The fact that you are here this morning is confirmation that Jesus is moving. And I love it. I love being a part of what God is doing. Amen. God is moving. He's moving all around. But it takes intentionality sometimes. It takes discipline and focus to see what God is doing. To see that he's moving. Because how many of you would say that all around the world there's just a lot of fuss going on. A lot of negative. A lot of things that are not going so well all around the world. I mean, we don't even have TV. I don't even need to look around the world. I can just look in my own house and see that there's a few things not going so good. In my finances, maybe. There might be a few things that needs correcting in my relationships. But we have an opportunity each and every day that we can focus on what is or we can focus on what is not. And it's an opportunity. Each and every day we have that choice. And you know, and I have this written down. I was thinking about Stephanie. And the other day I was going through my voicemails, clearing out my voicemails because it was full. And I came across a voicemail from Stephanie and I listened to it. And my heart grieved for the family. My heart grieved for us as a church family. We miss her so much. And God reminded me. He said, it's, it's okay. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to miss her. He said, and you, but you know what? You, you have a choice. You can focus on what is not, or you can focus on what is. And what is not is she's not here. Amen. And we miss her. We miss the people that have gone to be with the Lord. But what is... Hallelujah. Is that she is spending eternity in heaven today, pain-free, dancing with our Lord Jesus Christ. What is, is that God is moving in her family. What is, is God is moving in the people that were closest to her. And I got a word for you, Linnea. That God is moving. And your dearest friend, I thought of you. And I, and I, I wanted to, to relate to you and have compassion towards you. And I thought, what if my dearest friend died? What if my mama died? What if someone I loved so dearly went to be with the Lord? How can I put the perspective on what is? And, I, and the Lord said that God is moving in your life. And his mission... His, always, his mission has always been to reach out to us and to restore and to bring relationship with us. 
God says, I work all things out for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. And you know what the good is in this, Linnea? Is that you will find strength if you choose to build a closer relationship with God. And that closer relationship with God will propel you into the plans and the purposes that God has for your life. And I got good news for you. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, But as it is written, No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor have entered the heart of man what God the things that God has prepared for you, for those that love you. And that word is for each one of us. He's prepared so much for us, for those that love us. It's exciting. God is moving. Amen. Somebody say, God is moving. And since I have the pulpit, I figure I just wanted to camp out on some of the things God is moving in my life. You know ACDC, it's a company that I work for. It's a small electrical contractor. God is moving. I know he's, he's moving with or without me there. He's moving in that company. I know that salvation is for those that are lost in that company. I know he wants to bring them to new levels. And you've heard over and over again answered prayer of my small part in how God is moving in this company. And just this week alone... I said, Lord, Lord, you're moving. You're moving. Show me. Show me how you're moving. And just this week alone, for, for some time now, although there's been provisions and, and um, answered prayer, um, we've just had some struggle with our finances in this, in this small business. And if you have a small business, you might be able to relate a little bit that the ebb and flow is just, it's, it's a work. It's a work in progress. Amen. Let me find my spot. Hold on. So we've been in this constant struggle of, our fin- of, our, of managing our finances. And I'm not a financial planner. I'm not um, an accountant like Auntie Patty. I'm always calling her for the help and advice. I'm a bookkeeper. I'm an office manager depending heavily on the grace of God as he's chosen me, as God has given me the favor, and as this man has chosen me to help lead his company. I mean, daily, I'm like, Lord, I need, I need your way, I need your direction, in Jesus' name, amen. And so every Thursday, my work day is Tuesday to Thursday, and every Thursday, it seems like there's no cash. We've got to pay the guys, we've got to pay rent, we've got to pay this. And so I prep everything, print out the checks, but I've got to hold the checks like under the book because there's no cash. And so I carry this weight, and it's a burden. And sometimes I'm like, man, I want to tap out. This isn't for me. This is not what God has for me. And God's like, no, I've put you here. I've put you here. Plant your seeds of faith. Continue to water. And so just this week, actually, again and again, I've put our company on the prayer chain, and I said, Lord, I need... Please help me pray. Believe with me for wisdom. Believe with me for finances. Believe with me for breakthrough. And Thursday and Friday morning, this is God moving. Friday morning, he texts me, my boss, and he says, Happy Friday. What's the QuickBooks password? And I knew a weight lifted off of my shoulder. 
This is not my only burden. I homeschool my kids. I help with the church. I got a marriage. And so, but I'm carrying this thing. But the weight that lifted off. I was like, thank you, Lord, for moving. Because I knew when he texted me that I knew that money had come in. And I knew that God was faithful. And I knew that if he did it before, he'll do it again. Amen. That's just one way. I knew that God was moving. This week, last week, I jogged with my sister. I've been trying to be intentional about building a relationship with her again, wooing her back to her first love. And just the short time we had together, she said, man, I've been fighting with my boyfriend. Man, things are just all over the place. And in my heart, as I prayed for her that night, I said, God is moving. Because we... If things are going good, we're all right. But when things get fussy, if there's no need for saving, then we won't call on a Savior. But when there's a need, then we'll call on Him. Amen? Isn't that real? So when there's a fuss, know that God is moving, that He's calling you, that He's drawing you, that He's pursuing you, bringing you to a new level. Over the years, this is one of my favorites. Over the years, as we started, um, as we um, moved to the street that we're at now, we've been there for about five years. Um, it's just such a, uh, it's a cul-de-sac, you know, it's, it's a loop or whatever. And so there's just a lot of families and everything. And just, we, we just began to cast vision. And we said, you know what, we want to know our neighbors. We want to be light and salt. We, you know, people reach the ends of the earth. We just want it right here. We just want to be able, when the, they walk the dog every single day, we want to be able to say, hi, Patrick. How, how's it going? You know, and get personal with people. And year after year, we pray for our neighbors, we pray for our neighbors. We know 12 families, 12 families in our neighborhood. And we've been able to have conversations around God. And they've been able to see what God is doing in our life. Not, not even half the time because we're talking about God, but just because they see us and we've built community and relationship with, any, with Him every day. And man, I tell you, it's, it's a good thing to see that God is moving. It's a good thing to be a part of what God is doing and the fact that He's moving. Amen. You know, the Bible from the beginning to the end is a great unfolding of God's love for our fallen humanity. That's what this is. This is a love letter He reaches out to his creation. He created each one of you. And he reaches out to his creation with his redemptive story. With his redemptive plan. And you know what? It's a plan that he, he could probably accomplish on his own. In fact, he could. We know this. He's God. He could accomplish it on his own. But instead, he invites us. He chooses us to be a part of his mission. And this is what I was thinking. In order for me to be a part of God's mission, the Great Commission, co-mission, I have to be living a life worth following. Man, that hit me. Matthew 28 is the Great Commission. 
verse 19 therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you and surely I will be with you always into the very end of the age as believers we are ambassadors for Christ in other words we are to imitate Jesus his mission if we want to come alongside him in his mission then we have to imitate what his mission is and his mission is to be in relationship with us to be on co-mission with Christ I believe we have to focus less on behavior modification and more on heart transformation amen behavior modification will be a result of our heart transformation when we are in relationship with a father that loves us so then we will be in we will be so mission-minded that when we have the opportunity we'll be able to come and let people know you know what Jesus loves you oh he loves you so and he wants a relationship with you not oh Jesus loves you and you need to turn from your wicked ways and come to church every Sunday amen but it's a heart transformation and the more we are in relationship with Jesus the more that becomes a reality when we come into contact with other people when we encounter other people on mission for Jesus does that make sense we can connect we can relate with the lost with the unsaved by sharing in the same struggles as they face we live in a fallen world we're not exempt as a believer we're not exempt from adversity from sickness we're not exempt from losing our jobs or going paycheck to paycheck we still struggle with the same temptations addiction fornication lying stealing slander idolatry but we have a strong distinction we have a strong distinction that our Savior Jesus Christ is more powerful than any of the strongholds that hang us up amen and that's the distinction the mission of all believers has never changed it has always been that God is moving that God is working and that he invites us to be a part of his redemption plan Roy Leeson says just think you're not here by chance but by God's choosing his hand formed you and made you into the person that you are he compares you to no one else you are one of a kind you lack nothing that his grace can't give you and he has allowed you 
to be here at this time in history for his purpose for this generation to be on mission with him you know I've found such a sense of security in knowing that God pursues us did you know that before you were born God was thinking about you Psalms 139 Verse 16 and 17 says, I, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. You know, my kids, they asked me one time, they're like, Mom, is there a story in the Bible about me? And two of my boys, their name... Um, they have names that are in the Bible, so they just naturally thought that bo that story was about them. <laughs> They're like, yes. They're like, Ken, you don't have no story. For <laughs> Ken, Actually, three of my boys. Yeah, three of my boys. Um, so they asked, and I, they asked me that, and I said, there's a story in heaven about you. There's a story in heaven about you. And you get to walk with Jesus every day and learn to hear his voice and learn to obey Jesus will help you live out the story that he wrote for you in heaven and they said how do I know how do I know God's how do I know God's there how do I hear him speaking they ask all the hard questions right I said well just like the wind see him but you know he's there just like that feeling Corey you can't hear him but you know you know in your spirit amen and I wanted to give them something tangible I told him there's one thing we can do to hear his voice I said we can we can spend time with him we can quiet ourselves in the busy of this time even my my four little children are busy in their little world. I said, we, and so what we do is we have quiet time. My older two, they don't want to take a nap, so they get quiet time, and they get their journal, and they, they get their little elementary Bible, and they dig in God's Word, and they find a scripture, and they write it out, and then they get to draw a picture to bring a tangible experience to them. And I said, we can get quiet with God. And know it, know what his word says. I said, you know what else we can do? We can memorize his word. We can get his word in our spirits. The things that we read, the the stories that we read day after day after day. We know the stories of David and Goliath and all the stories of the Bible. But the more we read them and the more we memorize them and get them into our spirit, then when God wants to speak to us, it will well up inside of us at the opportune time, at the perfect moment. But can I say, if we don't have God's word in us, it might be a little harder. It might be just a little bit harder for you to hear his voice and what he is speaking. Does that make sense? You realize how personal God is. He's not distant. He's not someone that we can only call from 8 to 5. 
No. Psalms 139 says, I know when you sit down and I know when you rise. In other words, God is all-knowing and he is always with you at all times and he is available to you whenever you need him. He's a personal God. He reveals his mission for us. But a step further, he will also reveal his vision for our lives if we create space for it. Vision originated with God. The Bible says in Proverbs 29:18, where there is no vision, the people where there is no vision, the people perish. perish. Acts 2:17 says, "In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all men, upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams." The mission communicates what we are doing, but the vision communicates where we are going. Do you get it? The mission, the mission communicates what we are doing, but the vision communicates where we are going. In the next few weeks, we want to share the heart of God for this church. The vision, the foresight of the future where we believe that God is taking us is that exciting yes. is God moving yes. amen and guess what God is taking us somewhere hallelujah Habakkuk 7 2 and 3 says then the Lord answered to me and said write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who read it for the vision is yet for the appointed time but at the end it will speak and it will not lie though it tarries wait for it because it will surely come but it will not tarry i believe that when we have a clear vision of where we are going we have purpose for today If you don't have a goal, if you don't have aspirations, dreams, visions for your future, how are you going to accomplish the plans and purposes that God has for you? This is the plans God has for you. I he knows Jeremiah 29:11 for I know the plans I have declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. This is good news. and not to harm you to give you a hope and a future proverbs 16:3 says commit to the lord everything you do then he will make your plans succeed note that it's not as simple as you coming to god and asking him to bless your plans but it says what does it say in proverbs 3:5 Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, your own plans. In all your ways acknowledge and he will direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. 
and then he gives us a blessing it will be strength to our flesh and health to our bones come on that's good news we want healthy bones amen <laughs> we're thinking of cat when we are thinking of casting vision I want you to ask where do I see myself in five years ask the hard questions some of the goals where do I see myself spiritually in one year one of pastor Tyler's spiritual goals is to read through the Bible every year in a different translation it's it's a goal it's a vision it's a foresight of his future but the vision that he has brings purpose to his every day so what happens is at night when he's tired after this and this and this and you everybody can relate in their own way instead of going to sleep he says I'm gonna read a little bit on Saturday night when he wants to unwind and pop in a red box movie he says maybe I'll just read a little bit because it gives purpose to the vision and when we have purpose it propels us to the things that God has for us one of my spiritual visions is that I would bring women closer to Jesus one conversation at a time and it's just something small for me right now my babies that's that's where that's where my stewardship is at that's where my heart is at but my heart just just yearns it there's a tug for the women of God for the for the marriages of God for the people of God it should be the same for each one of you as believers and so I a year ago I committed I said you know what one conversation of one conversation at a time that's all it's gonna take and if I'm intentional then God will do the rest if I live with purpose so I started running and you know what over the last year I have um, accumulated probably a good 10-15 ladies I say hey if you wanna um, hang out let's go for a walk and they'll come walk and the walk turned into a jog and now the jog turned into a run and Susan's been Susan's been um, coming alongside of me every Tuesdays and Thursdays and man the the commitment and the the relationship building and the conversations that have unfolded have brought life to me like Jeff said you know when you give it fills you up but man it's just reciprocated it's amazing how God works so as you cast vision ask the hard questions you need a space clear the space clear the distractions we gotta meditate on God's Word for insight and for in encouragement and for passion what kind of husband what kind of father do you want to be to your children what kind of mom what kind of wife are you looking to be you're in your future self what what do you want your marriage to look like down the road 
What are your financial goals? I've been listening to Dave Ramsey and some other um, budgeting podcasts, and it's been casting vision. I mean, major encouragement, major passion, major, major unction in my spirit that says, you know what? That's what I, that's what I want. And so I've been writing it down and, and creating vision so it gives me purpose for my everyday. What does godly parenting look like in my relationships? How can I add strength? How can I add value to the relationships in my life? These are all questions that can help us cast vision for our future. I just want to share with you a couple things that either I've accidentally stumbled on and have succeeded or I've been intentional at casting vision and have seen God come through. Falling, there's a song that says, Falling is easy, a stain in love is hard. Tyler and I have a vision for our marriage that we would be better at 70. Better at loving, better at serving, better at forgiving and better at giving we have a vision to see our marriage our marriage thrive not just survive so that we people can look other marriages can look at our marriage and say they're doing well and we can come alongside of them and help them we have a vision that the union of our marriage is a is a reflection of Christ and the church and with that comes great responsibility how we act what we say what we do what we don't do is a reflection of Jesus and his church and if we want to reflect him well if we want to be ambassadors if we want to reach people, if we want to be a part of that coal mission and actually be successful, then we got to be living right. Amen. As we near our 13-year anniversary in three weeks, I pulled out this book that I gave Tyler the year before we got married. And... I was going through it the other day and I guess by accident we created vision. This is a dream book. When we first started dating, we dated long distance for over a year. So it's love letters, it's plans, it's lately been petitions and prayers and dreams and visions for our children and it's a back and forth book it's actually been a money saver because we haven't been buying each other cards we just write in the book and leave the book on the nightstand and then the next year mostly we do it for highlights but I've also noticed there was some times that we went through the fire and we wrote and put a tangible piece to our story that says you know what this has been hard but we do hard things because God's got it and it's been so good it's an it was an accident having a child is exciting right all the baby stuff 
raising world, raising world changers in this world, Auntie Brandy? No doubt. Sorry, I lost my place, hold on. It requires investment. It requires sacrifice. It requires only a grace that God can give you. Amen. As we raise our children, we have vision for our future that we believe that our children will have no doubt of God's love for them. That's, that's our vision for our children. We want them to know in their knowing without a shadow of a doubt that God loves them, he cares for them, he's for them, and he's in relationship with them. Amen? Because everything from there will stem. Everything will stem from there. In closing, we have to have vision. We have to have our eyes fixed on Jesus. And in case you got the sugar-coated gospel message in the past, I, I want to remind you that his plan is not, for us for is not just for us to be happy, to be accomplished, or to be comfortable. Those, I testify, and many of you can, very well are fruits of walking in obedience and favor with God. But ultimately, His plan is for us to reflect Him, for us to be holy, more simply put, set apart in His image. 18 years ago, my dad asked me, when I was 18, which was almost 18 years ago. It's 17 years ago, but I thought it was kind of cool. Because at 17, my dad asked me to cast vision for my future husband. And I was looking at the date, and it was 17 years ago. And this is what I penned. Ten qualities I'll look for in a man. Loves the Lord. Loves God with all his heart. Puts God first. Has a good personality. Good character. Very hardworking. Dependable and providing. Has a fervent love for, chi for children. Number four. Number five, attractive. Nice eyes, tall, maybe white. <laughs> Remember, I was like, it was my 18th birthday. <laughs> I was getting ready to go to the mainland, so I wanted to keep my options open. <laughs> Going to college in South Carolina. <laughs> Number seven, physically attractive. Sports whatever. Eight, family-orientated. Number nine, smart, good-looking, or 
smart, good head on his shoulders, educationally and spiritually. Number 10, sociable, gets along with my family and friends. And I, I put 10 at the top, but I made a number 11, understanding and humble, not selfish and thinking of just him. These are my requests to you, Lord. But whoever you choose, I know you will be ten times better. Help me to wait on you, Lord. Lead me in your perfect timing. It was a vision that I cast that when I first got married, I thought I made a mistake. And I'd say he probably thought the same thing for quite some time. But you know what? It was a metamorphosis that happened. A caterpillar turns into a butterfly. A pearl comes from being refined. It takes time and it takes refining. And I just testify to God that when we cast vision, how things unfold in the perfect timing. And I just want to close with this scripture. It says... To him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can think or ask, according to the power that is within us. And I believe that my husband is my immeasurably more in every way. And I thank God for him. I pray that this word encourages you to spend time with the Lord, to get vision on a personal level for your future, for your family and as a Christ follower. And come back next week as we dig into the vision for this church and how God is moving. Amen. Let's pray.